0: I am OCD, that every strand has like the same exact amount of lightener on it, that like I can't see through it, that I mean, like I never thought of it that way, and now I'm picturing myself foiling a head of hair and being like, oh no, I'm a crazy person about it. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we
1: are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Have you ever had your client in your chair, you're at a roll, you did a killer consultation, and you're about to go to town with putting highlights whatever it may be foils balayage doesn't matter into their hair you go back to mix up your lightener and you realize i wasn't using salon scale and i'm all out of lightener <laughs> I, no I was lightener. wondering
0: where you were going with this and then you said something about <laughs> salon scales. like what is she talking because well, we're not
1: tracking our inventory that's I what know. i mean there yes oh, uh, and goodness. we're all yes. out of lightener okay but we have um Maybe there's that like one lightener that's sitting in the back of our cabinet that we forgot about or a coworker. She uses a different type. It's something we don't normally use and we have to use our non-favorite brand of lightener. Has this ever happened to you?
0: (laughs) Okay. Not only has this happened to me, but to make it worse, the every single one of us was out of lightener. Oh. Like we had not a single tub of balayage lightener. So we ended up having to use the free packets. Oh you know the packets that are like shipped and you're like, yeah well, here, try this. Yes. So now yeah. you're trying it out of now I force. I
1: have to try yeah. it. No choice. Okay. So I've had this happen before. I mean a handful of times and I'm like dang it. And it always seems to be on the client who's hard to lift.
0: Mm -hmm. And you're
1: like, I don't have my go-to, my lightener that works every time, my trusty tried and true. And so now I got to use this other junk. Right.
0: And then I do it and it turns out great. Yeah. Because what if the problem isn't actually the lightener, but it's in the application? Yes.
1: Yes. So that's what I'm excited to talk about today is we definitely in our industry, we are brand snobs like Mm -hmm. through and through, right? We all, all of us stylists were like, oh no, I only use this lightener, this color line, these shears, these products, and that's it. And those are the end all be all. But really we were talking and we both think that, I don't think it super matters. I feel bad saying it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well,
0: here's, yeah. Does it
1: super matter which lightener you're
0: using or is it the application? Well, I think it could be a little bit of both. Yes. Okay, yes. let's. That's we're the
1: question. D- at least we're not yep. we're not claiming that, but that is the question, and we're going to that is the question and find out what truly matters: the lightener itself, or the application, or
0: a mixture of both. A mixture of both. So, the first thing I want to start with is a horror story. Oh, you know love I love that. my you, horror you always stories. Have some you do. You do. Anyway. I have a good and this one isn't. This one wasn't me. This was co oh, okay. Coworker of mine. Great. Good. Yeah. So we're we're in the salon and this girl comes in and she has probably she's got already pretty like decent blonde ends. Um my coworker does a bunch of baby lights and then she's just going to tip out the ends. Okay? Mm-hmm. Seems pretty pretty baby easy. lights
1: and foils tipping out the yeah. ends. Tipping Open out air. the ends.
0: Open right. air. Yeah. Okay. Well, this particular day I also was happening to getting my hair done. And so I was in the shampoo bowl getting my hair washed and my coworker whose client is processing. She walks back and looks at me. She goes, get up. And I was like, I thought she was kidding. I was like, well, well, hello. I thought she was joking. She's like, now get up. Now my client's hair is smoking. I'm like, what? Okay. So I like jump out of the chair. My hair is like soaking wet and her client comes back and sure enough, she pulls off that wrap. And it's just like, I mean, I don't know if you've, have you ever seen this? Yes, yeah, I've seen
1: it a couple of times. I've had it happen to me twice and I've seen it with other stylists. Yeah. And it was like so
0: hot to the touch. It is not stylist error, by the way. It's not. No. Okay. And the first thing, so we like immediately rinse it, we start like putting stuff on it. We Olaplex it and everything. I pulled her in the back and I asked her, I was like, Well, what happened like what did you use? She had tried a lightener that we have never tried before, but had to have it because of an error that we didn't have for ordering. And you know, use not even a super high volume developer because she didn't need it. Um, So yeah, this is one of those moments where it was like, was it the lightener? Was it the application or was it something that was already on the hair, like a metal or a water? Yes. Um, If you want my honest opinion, um, this lightener has given me an issue before. So yeah, this is, this has happened. And, and, Honestly, I have seen it fry people's hair completely off. So in this particular situation, I'm not saying it was all a lightener situation, but I have deaf I can say that I have seen it be a lightener problem. And, well, not and a it could be that lightener
1: specifically um counteracts with certain chemicals or
0: buildup on people's hair. In people's hair. Right. Right.
1: Yes. So yeah, we need to really figure out, like, do we need to have a go-to lightener or can our application trump all, right? Mm -hmm. So first, we have a lot of different types of lighteners to choose from. And I feel like stylists, we do get very picky um, about, oh, no, you can only use this. You can only use that. And I only say that in um, one scenario. But otherwise, I don't think that any lightener is better than any other one. So the only time I say you have to use this or you have to use this is when you're doing foiling versus painted balayage, right? I agree. So you have to have, if you're painting open air, you have to have a clay lightener. Like I will never back down on that. Can you paint with um foil lightener? Yes, you can, but there's a lot more room for error. There's a lot more room for spotting and drying out and uneven lift and all of these things, right? Um, and then when you're foiling, definitely you're not going to put a clay lightener inside of a foil. That's right. disaster waiting to happen.
0: And I think there, it's important to explain why. So, as Abby was stating, the reason you don't paint with, and I get this question a lot. Do you hear mm-hmm. this question from oh, Silas yes. a lot? Yeah. Well, well I like, just why, use my regular lightener. Exactly. Yeah. Why can't I just use my regular lightener? So we're gonna, I'm gonna break that down for you right now and ma- help understand why we don't want to use a foil lightener. Um, to paint hair. So foil lightener is usually sand-based, mm-hmm. okay? So an open-air balayage lightener is clay-based. The The importance of having that clay in your lightener is that it encapsulates the hair and it helps so it doesn't dry out the inside of it. So it creates a, a crust on the outside, but the inside is still moist and processing, so if you're using a foil lightener, which is sand-based, it's going to dry out. And then once it's dried out, it's not processing anymore. So you're you're not going to get the lift you're looking for on the outside. And like Abby said, you're also not able to like have the precise application. So you're looking at spots. You're looking at unequal lift. Um, you're bleeding. I mean, man, remember when it's Bali just a mess. Was- It's a mess when it first came out, and you were like trying anything you could. I painted with foil lightener for sure. I have still pictures of it on my Instagram from 100%.
1: Yeah, from like 2017. That you
0: had to curl like so nicely and like move the hair around so you couldn't see the spots in the picture. Yeah, we all have. And I think that
1: the number one thing with at least painting that stylists say to me, they're like, well, wait a second. So, like, do I have to use balayage wrap? You don't if you're using a clay lightener. It's going to help it lift faster and higher if you do. But because it, Like you said, it forms that cross. You can lay hair on top of that and it's not going to spot everywhere. And the biggest reason that they're asking those questions is maybe they are painting with a foil lightener or they're mixing their lightener um, too thin. That's for sure. Now, there is another type of lightener and that's a hybrid lightener. And I always warn my balayage students about this because there are lighteners that are out there on the market that are considered um, balayage lighteners and they do still say clay. But they're actually technically a hybrid lightener. So, what they are is a mix of clay with a foil type lightener. And usually I found it's a um, rice, um, like a rice protein. Interesting. Yes. And so, what that is, is it gives people who are painting here the ability to have a thinner consistency. To paint with because, yes, it's so much easier to put onto the hair. However, those ones don't technically are always lift as high because it's thinner. We know we Mm -hmm. need a very thick lightener to form that crust to get that lift out of there. So I always warn my balayage students about it. Just know truly what your lighteners are made out of and what you're working with. There is no bad lightener,
0: there's just bad product choice or bad application. Right. Yes. So when we talk about application and bad application,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's, it's yeah, hard why to didn't it
1: lift. Why didn't right. it lift? That's and it's the thing.
0: hard to break it down, like without a visual. So right. I'm going to do, I'm going to do the best that I can to give the visual that's needed here. Have you ever gone to paint a head of hair and you're going, you find yourself going back to the bowl to reapply on that same strand or same section of hair four or five times, mm-hmm. and you're just applying. And then, but as you brush it, with your brush sorry as you touch it with your brush you're almost taking product off yes okay so like it becomes counterproductive um every single time that i have used any type of lightener and i have made sure that i cannot see the hair through the product and you're talking the foil lip. or painting either way Right. Gosh, that's so important too. We got to talk about that in the foiling situation because mm-hmm. I think that's often missed as well. Yes. You should not be able to see hair under your product, like you, no, the product lift. to get maximum lift, mm-hmm. and I th- that's missed so often. Yes, yes,
1: and 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 also with foils, you see um, maybe it's not the lightener, but it's the application in that it you see the brush lines. Right. Which means there's not enough saturation on there. Or um the stylist is taking too thick of a section, too thick of a weave to put into one foil. And so now you're like maybe thoroughly saturating the top of that section of the foil, but everything actually touching the foil.
0: Yeah. And there's not getting any light or touch to it. Yeah. I'm like O C D about when I'm foiling hair that I will I I am. OCD that every strand has like the same exact amount of lightener on it that like I can't see through it that I mean like mm-hmm. I never thought of it that way and now I'm picturing myself foiling a head of hair and being like oh no I'm a crazy person about it I will go back if I see like one tiny little spot that's like I wasn't saturated as much as the rest I go back and resaturate it because that's what's going to create those weird spots in the hair that you're that look weird and you're like well I foiled everything the same well you you did you took the same sections. Yes. You didn't put the same amount of lightener
1: yes. on every section. Yes, that's so important. And you've probably, the reason you're probably like that now is you've been stuck in the part where you're shampooing or blowing dry, dry and realizing, whoops, There's a big weird lift here. And then trying to fix that is, because here, here's the thing, we've all been foiling a head of hair and we open up that foil and we need it to be done. But Mm -hmm. it's still at that level seven, level eight. It's not where we need it to be. And so we're like, I know I need to just like go through these foils and reapply, but I really don't have time for it. And I know that in the past, I've just been like, it'll be fine. and I'll tone it. Uh -uh. No, Mm -mm. no, because now you're going to have to tone. This person wanted a bright highlight and you're going to try and fix it, but you just need to, and you're toning it. And so now it's way too dark. And now that person is going to come back in. And you're going to have to redo it again.
0: Yeah. So it could all been avoided. It could through application. have all been avoided through application. Right. And another thing to talk about with application is, you know, the different parts of the hair that process at different
1: yes. ways.
0: Okay. Yes. So you, when you're applying, let's say we're doing a foil. Oh my gosh. Um, I just have to say, I have to interrupt you. This is so
1: good. We have had a handful of um, stylists who are just getting out of beauty school. Like Mm -hmm. this is like literally stop everything right now. And listen, this is such (laughs) valuable
0: information that we probably all had to learn the hard way. Yes, a hundred percent. I think I said that three times this episode. I've got it. Okay, I love it. I think
1: it's endearing. And I I took it away for
0: so many months. uh, it's who who you are. It's
1: who you are.
0: It's okay. (sighs) You are a 100% kind of girl. Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Okay, Okay. back to my point. Okay, back to my point. The point is this. The hair processes in different different temperatures, different sections. So if you're taking a, a piece of, a section of hair and you're about to put it into a foil and you lay it onto your foil, closest to the root is gonna process quick quickest, right? Because it's near the root, it is getting heat from the head. So it's gonna create it or give it um, that extra heat. So it'll activate and process faster. The hardest part to process is your midsection that that midsection area where maybe there was old color living there maybe it it is not been highlighted as often but also because that's where there is no body heat and the ends are usually the e- easiest part because they are if they're already highlighted um I guess if' I'm, if Super they're porous. not highlighted but they're usually porous yeah. they've got a little maybe a little damage to them. So they're kind of like, they're just easier to lift. So when you are applying your lightener, it is so, so, so important to really make sure you heavily saturate on that midsection. And whenever I am doing a foil, I go in and turn my brush sideways and feather up towards the root. I totally... Cannot oh, think of the last time that I went in with a straight brush, yes. straight flat brush, laid it on there, and just slathered it down. Yeah. I can't even ever think yeah. of that. I think that's a really important thing to say because um,
1: I do see a lot online stylists just throwing those foils in there and then trying to shadow root that out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can still use a shadow root, but why don't why not make it easier? And then when that shadow root fades off, it's a nice, it's soft, still nice, nice and out. Soft. It still can grow out nicely in a foil, and I. Looking back at my own career, I can see like that application style when you're first out of school and having an even application route to end in that foil versus really addressing the mid shaft um, with a heavier saturation. And that's customizing a foil right there. I talk about, Mm -hmm. I paint balayage and I do custom foils. That's customizing a foil is having different levels of saturation inside one foil, Absolutely. And then laying another foil on top and do not fold that foil because we're working with different types of saturation. So that's what takes you to the next level um colorist, blonding expert is when you can really understand your saturation levels. And then actually where I thought you were going with it is around the front hairline, around the back hairline. Um And then in the like back occipital area, how those areas all lift so differently, we need to account for that as well. And that might be with a foil, different developer
0: choices. Definitely. And one thing that I do to account for like the back of the head. So um, when I actually, I have two different things about this. I kind of have switched the way I've been foiling lately. I I think when we all kind of start like a full head, a foil, we always start at the bottom, right? at like the nape and like do all that. I'm just going to break to the first. Yes. Like first right. out of everything. Yes. Yes. So I have actually switched Um, and I start with a lower develop and I start with like my crown, my Mohawk mm-hmm. usually and around the face. Um, And I start with my lowest developer there. And then I flip everything forward. Okay. So I flip it all forward and then I like push it up like a visor. So that way... All of the heat from those back foils, which I process first, are now laying on top of the front. Oh, I love that. What a great And giving tip. it, oh, thanks. And giving it, giving that heat. Yes. And then I work my way down the head. Um, so that has been my new way of That's foiling. Huge. I love that. Yeah. I mean, we're teaching classes in, in the new year. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. You want to see this in live footage, live action? In... <laughs>
1: You're Wait a second. See it.
0: Get ready. I got. I got to intercept with a really weird story. This is a short one. This is a short story. Okay. All right. We were we were watching the Discovery Channel one time, and it was like me and my best friend and my sister, and it was about dinosaurs. Love it. And it was like a um, they were showing a, this dinosaur come like, and the mom was having a, a baby dinosaur come out of an egg, and my sister looked over at us. She goes, "Is this live footage? Is this live footage?" If, yeah. like, the movie Jurassic Park was real, yes. I was like, well, it's not live footage because dinosaurs are extinct. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so anyways, we are teaching classes. It will be live footage. But these are the types of tricks that you can see in person. That's what you the know? name of
1: our, of our tour will be, live footage. <laughs> live footage.
0: Is this live
1: footage? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so- okay. I love that tip. I love that. I've never done that. But that is like genius. It makes so much sense. Flip it forward so you're creating, trapping more of that heat in so you can get the lift where they really want to see it on top Mm -hmm. and around their face. Mm -hmm. I love that. Because how many times has a stylist, we all know it, you do a full highlight. What does a full highlight equal? Stripes, orange Mm -hmm. stripes up the back of the head every time. And why does that happen? Because all, all the other hair is laying on top of that. And it's creating a hot root and it's Mm -hmm. allowing that lightener to seep out of that foil and bleed. And so you're either having to fix it or hide it or whatever. And that is such a great point because I was actually going to bring that up about balayage. I cannot tell you so many of my students, they're like, Abby, everything's looking so, so great, but I keep having these orange spots in my balayage. And I'm like, and I already know what the answer is going to be to this question, but I ask them where... Are you usually finding them in the same areas on your clients or is it all over the head? They're like, no, everything looks great except this one spot around the parietal ridge above the ear Mm -hmm. and these spots like around the occipital bone. And And it's the exact same concept of what you're saying is... Because when you paint and then you're letting everything else lay on top, you are trapping so much heat in there, and that is strong lightener. And it's gonna, it, I call it a residual lift, like the gas. Yeah, it's the, the gas.
0: The gas is trapped lifts, it has nowhere to go. So it's it there. So it busts easy, out and easy, hits the scalp.
1: So now we know the easy fix for foiling with Kelsey. The easy fix for that, do we need a highlight painted right at the root in no man's land, right below the parietal ridge or right at the occipital? No, drop it down. Mm-hmm half an inch,
0: an inch, drop it. Drop it low, girl, drop it, drop it, it, like drop it. it low, girl. Yes, okay. I agree. Okay. I love that. I love look that at, tip. Look at these tips. Look at us.
1: Tips and tricks. You wait till this class in the new year. Okay. Where, when, we don't know yet, but it's happening. We be a couple of them too. All and right, so. so <laughs> ooh. <you
0: go. laughs> okay, I want to say that all the tips that we just gave about saturation and foiling translates into balayage as well. So when we are 100%. talking about right, thank you. Does that make you feel better saying that. Yes. You're welcome. Okay. This, this so I think even sometimes more importantly in the balayage world yes. is that the midsection saturation probably one of the most important tips that we can give you as far as lift goes. Um, so keep in mind anytime you are working on a balayage that you need to heavily saturate those mid midsection area more than anywhere else. You don't want to be able to see any of the hair through your lightener. And that that tip, those just couple tips alone will just give you such a difference in the lift that you're getting and maybe make you believe that it's not necessarily the lightener but the application. But I don't know.
1: Right. But we also can have our favorite lighteners for oh, yeah. different reasons, right? So uh, it's not here to say like, go grab the cheapest stuff at Sally mm-hmm. Beauty Supply. You know? No, totally. that's not what we're saying. But- We can't if we find ourselves. I think this is our whole point in this. If we find ourselves always blaming the lightener, like when are we just going to blame ourselves
0: and like take a little class, class or right, right? Got to say, yep, I, I do agree, and I think that you know, I think that certain different, like especially balayage lighteners or foil lighteners, they can do different things. You know, one thing I love about sunlights, and one of the reasons I've always used sunlights is because I can get those perfect painted precise highlights yes. love that about sunlights so that's one of my favorite things but you know maybe someone who doesn't who doesn't need a, such precise lines might you know mix a little thinner and not mix a little thinner what's the word well, i'm looking for need something think, that's a little i think it's the aesthetic of of
1: stylists and with the looks that they create like some exactly. stylists even if they're doing balayage they're creating just very melted looks mm-hmm And Mm -hmm. so they can get away with having a thinner lightener that maybe doesn't um, uh, lift as well. Um, But one of the things I did want to say about um, application and saturation is, this is my one rule about clay lightener, is... Make sure you're not blending away your lift. Oh, I love when you say that. Yeah. Make sure you're not blending away your lift. And that's a whole, that's a class in itself. Um, But just keep that in mind. The more you blend, the less saturation that you have and the less lift that you have. So do we want a blended balayage or a lifted balayage? You can't always have both.